0: See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Orsman Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Let's ride together. On the football field, the
1: action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care.
2: Hey guys, what's up? This is Josh Norman. This is Joe Gibbs. You listen to Redskins Talk with JP
1: Finley.
3: What up, everybody? Redskins Talk Podcast, JP Finley. It's draft week. It's nuts. We're working nonstop. You guys are reading, listening, inhaling draft information nonstop. Really, we can't wait for Thursday night. And before we get there, we have an awesome podcast with Charles Davis. He's a uh, he's an game analyst on Fox. He's on NFL Network. He's a draft analyst for them. He's also just an awesome dude. Mitch, how great was he to talk to? Such a great dude. We're not gonna we're not gonna slow play this. We're gonna get right into Charles Davis because he has so much information. And what I liked is is talking with him. He kind of had some different ideas. Than what we've all heard for the Redskins at thirteen, and about trading back, and, and kind of what they're going to try to do. Charles called a couple Redskins games last year. He called the Skins at Seahawks that crazy win. So he he knows this squad pretty well, and he knows what Jay Gruden wants to accomplish on the football field. Mitch, I don't think we need to talk much more. I no, say we just I go think to Charles. Let's get to it. All right. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at CFD22, and make sure. It, you, you got a lot of options for, for your draft coverage, but Charles is going to be on NFL Network. They do a great job, so check them out, too. Here he comes, Charles Davis. Real quick word from our sponsor.
0: Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving, selection, and service? check lifetime engine guarantees and car washes check loaner cars and free virginia inspections check and check see over the past 100 years we've learned that to succeed in business we've got to keep our customers happy and that's the oarsman story oarsman ford lincoln let's ride together oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921 Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Horseman Chantilly Kia. Let's ride together. Throws it up for and has it promptly intercepted by Charles Davis. And Charles does a hook slide at the 31.
3: Very, very fired up to have our next guest. Uh, the one and only Charles Davis does just a tremendous job for NFL Network. All things NFL, including the draft. Great analysts. Charles, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys today? We are doing well. Mitch Tischler's in here with us. Um, Before we get into any draft picks, I got to tell you, Mitch Tischler only wants to talk about Vita Vea. That's like the only dude on his big board.
1: I only want O linemen and D linemen. Those are the guys that the the Redskins need to take. That's where I'm at.
2: Those those are good. Listen, Vita Vea is a great one to talk about, and O line, D line. I know that we flick, you know, we chuck it around all the time in football nowadays, but I think we've all noticed that the best teams, when we get down to it, they do have ability to win that line of scrimmage, don't they? I think you could argue that the
3: Eagles' greatest strength, and they just won the Super Bowl, is their defensive line. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And well, I when, know well, Foles what finished pl- off the game. Right. Think exactly. About, think my- about what finished off the Super Bowl was a play made by the defensive line by Brandon Graham. But maybe the the part that we might not have talked about very much. Remember, Brandon's a defensive end. But they moved him inside to tackle because they liked the matchup better right. and let, have him rush over the guard. And that's where he created the biggest plays down the stretch because it wasn't just the play he made there. He also made another play that darn near got it, got it taken care of. So he was a real force down the stretch. And we hadn't called his name that much during the afternoon of that, or the afternoon evening of the game. But once he moved inside, won one his mismatches, that defensive line, they 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 took over down the stretch, despite a high wire act type game. Right, D, D line won the whole thing. Well, and
3: what the reason they're able to move guys around like that is because they have
2: depth, and and not yeah. just depth, but they have really good players. There's good depth, deep. right? Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, good. That's you know something. Before you go on, that's a great distinction you guys just made. It's not just depth, because a lot of people go, "Well, we got numbers." <laughs> Numbers are great, right. but if numbers but if numbers can't play, and as you guys said, it's, the, it's depth with talent, and that's, that really has worked well for Philadelphia. So that's
3: actually the perfect segue then, because I think the Redskins, for the first time in a long time, tried to address good depth on their defensive line last year, taking Jonathan Allen with the 17th pick. It was a home run of a pick, even though Allen got hurt. Getting a player right. that talented at 17, it was an easy pick to make. With that knowledge, Charles, you do mock drafts for a living. This is your world. What do you think makes the most sense for the Redskins at 13?
2: Well, obviously we've got to see what happens in the first 12 and the movement that goes throughout that. I think you guys are hearing the same rumors we're all hearing that it could be a wild first night. You know, all these different trade scenarios are out there, right? My experience has been that most of that calms down as we get closer, that there's a lot of discussion and chatter about it, but we don't usually have it. But I think we're in the, in the environment now in the NFL where we're a little more ripe to have things happen. We see more things happen in free agency, don't we? Oh, we, yeah. see more tra- we see more trades coming about. I know this crop of GMs nowadays is a different set of guys, and I think Les Snead in, in Los Angeles mentioned just being able to text with each other. To talk trade stuff, as opposed to having to pick up the phone and go through scenarios, you can you can start the process and get to a point quicker. So that's where we are. But at thirteen, when you're really down to it, Mitch, I think you had said to me before we even began, "O line, D line, man, let's talk O line, D line."
3: (laughs) That's the perfect Mitch quote.
2: That is, and, and 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 I think that that's I think that's a great place for for this Washington team. Look, I was lucky enough last year. We did. My crew, we did Washington at Seattle when they went up there and won that big game in Seattle. That was wild. And how, they, and how they got that done, I'm still looking back on it, with an offensive line that I know was introducing itself to each other as they ran on the field for the first snap. You know? Crazy. It, it, was, it, it was one of the craziest things. I thought Kirk Cousins was incredibly tough that day. You know, guys made plays both sides of the Skins ball. defense played outrageous defense out yeah. of their they mind. Were, they're out of their mind, and remember the two-point conversion play.
0: Wilson throwing, no, it's intercepted, and this could go. Wilson racing to stop Swearinger, makes a cut. Swearinger still going a lateral. Norman, who's going to get there? Still on his feet. Another lateral. Look at this play and finally taken down on the Redskins. That would have been a two-point
1: conversion for Washington if they went all the way.
2: Where Seattle ran what appeared to be the exact same play that they ran the Super Bowl against New England. Yep. And it got picked off by Washington and almost returned for a two-point conversion.
3: That play was nuts.
2: (laughs) It was that type of a day. Okay, so let's get back to to, to where Mitch wants to go because I think it's the right spot. If Vita Vea from Washington somehow is sitting there at thirteen. And the idea that you can go up there and put him on a line and you get Jonathan, you know, Jonathan Allen back from last year, I think that'd be a great place to go. This is a, a top ten, top five talent in this draft that possibly could still be around at thirteen.
3: Okay, it, I wish it, you could see the smile on Mitch's face. He's literally pumping his fist <laughs> in here at, at, at it, your suggestion.
1: There's nothing like well, well, being validated by draft geniuses. I love it.
2: <laughs> well, well, th- well, think about it, guys. When we look at all the, the mock drafts that are out there,
1: and we know that they probably, you know, measure
2: in the millions, all right? But when we're talking about the people in, who are in our business, right? The talking heads that you know people kind of go to and kind of get held accountable for their mock drafts, right? Mm-hmm. Kuyper, McShay, Mayock, Jeremiah, Brooks, you know, that sort of deal. Yourself. Well, thank you. You're awfully kind. You don't really see Via in any consistency in the top ten, do you? No. no. Right? Yeah. He, he doesn't crack more, kind yeah. of
3: Miami. Miami's the first spot right. you start Miami seeing at 11. his name.
2: Yeah. Right? Eleven is kind of the break point for him there. And what are we hearing out of Miami? A whole lot of chatter about, man, we might want to move up and get a quarterback. Quarterback, right. Yeah. right. And if not, so, so, safety, it seems like they're right. concerned about. Safety is another spot that they could go, and that means Derwin James is still sitting there from Florida State, right? Maybe Minka. More than likely. Maybe Minka Fitzpatrick if somehow he, he works his way out of the top ten because there's so many different scenarios. So they, they, have, they have fits there. But let's say somebody jumps on him early, okay? Deron Payne from Alabama. Is still sitting there. If you're talking about a defensive tackle, Maurice Hurst from Michigan, I like him. I don't know that I like him quite that high. Okay. Do you Payne, like Payne that high? I, I I like Payne better than Hurst. Okay. But again, I don't know about that high. Are you scared so let's, off let's, by let's,
3: the medicals on Hurst with the the heart well, condition? The,
2: med- the medical, yeah, the medical. You can't help it when you're talking about a heart. Right. All right. You can't help but be a little bit concerned. Now he has gotten clearance. Right? That, that has come through, but, you don't, but, but we all know that each team is going to do its own research and got to decide how comfortable they feel with something like that because that scares the heck out of all of us. You know? I mean, sure. there's just no getting around yeah, that's, it. Yeah,
3: that's real life stuff. That's not a uh, the, yeah. yeah, that's not is, a football we're not injury. The
2: ball anymore. Right. This is more about is he going to have a quality of life and are we endangering it? Right? So, so we have to know what we're doing. Let's flip it over then. Ready, Mitch? You want to flip over to the other side of the line of scrimmage? Because at 13, all right? Don't say it. Don't tell me Quentin
3: Nelson's falling to 13.
2: I doubt he's falling to 13 because if somehow he falls to eight to the Bears, and if the Bears don't run to the podium (laughs) and, and plug him in, I would be stunned. Because if I had a commodity where I drafted Mitchell Trubisky last year, moved from three to two to get him. Right aren't I going to try and protect him the best I can? And, did, and if the best offensive lineman in the draft somehow is sitting there in front of me and I can put him in there, I can move Cody Whitehair back to center where he should be, and I get a, a rejuvenated Kyle Long off of his surgeries, how about that for a middle three? Things
1: well, change quick. There's a lot of fatigue from Redskins fans about drafting guard that high when they got um, yep. Brandon Sheriff. So. Yes,
2: Brandon Sheriff. So, 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 that, so that could be an issue. I doubt he'll be there. But now, you, to me, you're really talking about, the, you know, the outside part for for, for the offensive line. I'm talking about the tackles. Okay. Because the tackles is where you're going to have to make some decisions about just how high you want to go and what is your flavor on a Connor Williams, a Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame. You know, those types of guys now popping into it. I don't think Orlando Brown is in that mix anymore. Guys. Because of the combine okay. performance? But listen, when you look at that combine... I was there, dude. Yikes. That was... All right, so, so you thought now, so, so how long did it take you to get your jaw back up? Because I was stunned. It, it took me a while. Yeah. All right? I knew he wasn't super athletic, okay? It doesn't take anyone, you know, your eyes will tell you that when you watch him play. But a 330 to 340-pound road grader moves people, all of that. You know, you don't expect it to be that bad. Right. And here's why. here's why I don't think he's a first-rounder anymore. Normally, when you have a combine and you have some things that you have question marks on, you usually have balancers. And what I mean by that is, wow, he scared the heck out of me. Calvin Ridley, let's plug him in, okay, from Alabama. Wow, it scares me a little. Calvin Ridley, what, what are you vertical, 31 inches, 30 and a half inches? It scared me a little bit. Like, whoa, is he explosive enough? Is he this? Yeah, but he ran 4-4. Right. Oh, so, so I got a balancer here. Okay, so it's not all. Orlando Brown had zero balancers. Right. Man. Everything was like historically bad he's standing broad jump, six feet ten inches tall he barely can jump farther than he is tall wow okay when you say so, it like that is so so when you think about that now because he's you know six seven right He's right. up six ten standing broad jump his vertical jump was 20 something inches do you know <laughs> Yo, my vertical
3: jump we we measured this for a goofy tv tv, TV bit jump. was was two feet i can I, I have a higher vertical than an nfl <laughs> tackle
2: who would have guessed yeah so so when you put it all together yes will he get in better shape yes he will do that all those things but i think it really severely damaged the deal and it really highlighted what you worry about if his weight gets out of whack is he going to be too slow for us to do certain things with on offense? You get the whole idea. That's why I don't think he's a possibility. I didn't say that to spend time running him down.
0: Right. I got gotcha. you. That
2: that's a name. That's just, that's a name that we talked about from January until the combine. But
3: Charles, let me ask you as a, this: as
2: a lock, as a lock, first round, right? And now, I don't see him going in the first round.
3: But when when we talk about tackles, offensive tackles. The Skins have so much money invested between Trent Williams and they just locked up Morgan Moses last year that that it'd be hard to think they'd go, especially first round at those guys. But on the flip side, both those guys just had surgery. And And, and and, and Trent hasn't had a complete 16-game season in a a number of years. Do you think they would really – I know Bruce Allen told me that they want to trade back. Is that an ideal target if they are able to trade back and
2: and then you pick up a tackle? It is. It is. And, and the reason I brought up the tackles for was the, precisely why you did. Injury factor, is that something that you've got to be really concerned about? Do you want to start grooming people, etc.? The truth of the matter is you're going to probably, if possible, as you said, trade back. And then I think the tackle comes later. It's just that when the board falls and a lot of teams are really, you know, if they look at their board and that's the best player, they're going to go get him and figure it out. It's one of the it was one of those phenomenons where fans would go, but we have that. Well, let me put it to you this way: if the Portland Trailblazers had not said, "Well, we have Clyde Drexler, we don't need the same player in Michael Jordan,"
0: <laughs> right? That's, a,
2: that's <laughs> a
1: mighty good point, right there. Could have worked history out. History
2: changes, right? So, so sure. that's the only reason I bring that up. But if you want to go inside, you want to go inside. You well, you know, you you talk about those those guards that we're talking about. Will Hernandez is going to pop up again, and now are people are going to make a decision about 13 if, the, if Washington stays there. Now, Will Hernandez has had about as good a postseason as an offensive lineman can have. And here's the thing you've got to remember about him. His head coach at UTEP for most of his career was a guy named Sean Coogler. Sean Coogler made his bones as an offensive line coach in the NFL, and he's back in the NFL as an offensive line coach, and I believe he's in Denver now. And he actually coached him at the Senior Bowl again to keep him going. This kid, Hernandez, has become a, a massive road grader, quicker than you would think, better pass protector, and he did all this on an 0-12 team last year. So he's another guy to keep an eye on, especially if, as you said, they're able to move back. Right. Because then you can go back and get those guys, and that really hits your, hits your sweet spot. It's not more of a reach as it is, yeah, this is about where we're supposed to get him anyway.
3: I was I was I was in Indy at the combine watching the bench press on the offensive lineman day and you talked about Brown your jaw dropping I had never I had never known that I could be so excited Watching a man bench press as I was <laughs> watching Will Hernandez, it was just so impressive to watch. And has, uh, he, has
2: he finished yet? Uh, dude, he may, finished? He I he might still be going. He might still be going.
3: You watch Breaking Bad? You guys watch Breaking Bad?
2: Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I I didn't see the whole thing. My son's still mad because I actually watched the last episode. He thought that, that was just wrong. Oh
0: jeez,
3: it's like and Huel right. waiting on the pile of money. Like he might just still are waiting in the hotel room. He might just still be there.
0: This is about you and me doing our best to keep Huel happy. Huel? Who's
2: Huel? This is Huel. Huel, you happy? Reasonably. Still there. I got um, you.
3: I got a bunch more questions, but I want to make sure yeah. everybody knows you can watch Charles. NFL Network is going to have a ton of live coverage from the draft in Dallas. Fox is going to be airing NFL Network's coverage too, which is going to be pretty cool. And and make sure you're following Charles on Twitter at CFD22. He, all sorts of good stuff on that Twitter feed. Charles, I, I want to ask you this. So... The Redskins have now had publicly three separate sit-downs with Darius Geis. And yes. and I just can't imagine you they would take Geis at 13. But it seems like, you know, where there's a lot of smoke, maybe there's fire. What do you think about Geis at 13 to Washington?
2: I'd be surprised at 13. Let's go back to your scenario about trading back. You know, depending on where you're trading, because I think Dallas has a high regard for getting a receiver. We, we know they just dropped Dez, we understand that. This is not what we would call a super receiver rich draft at the top. But I have to re- keep reminding myself as well as I'm, you know, since we're talking about it, where did the best receivers get picked last year? Really started in the second round, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cuz 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 remember how high all those receivers went? We had a big run on receivers.
1: Corey on Davis and
2: Right. Corey Davis, Mike Williams, John Ross.
3: Yep. Mitch was all in on John Ross last year, by the way, and still owes me a steak dinner for that. that (laughs)
2: Look, the return on investment for the high guy, you know, the guys that we take high was almost nil. I mean, John Ross put up a goose egg. No catches for the year.
1: Corey uh, Davis. Yes, he sure like did. According to the camp. NBA, he's still a rookie next year. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> so, so we can fight it out next year about
2: whether he should actually win the Rookie of the Year award. Okay, you know, are we doing hashtag Ben Simmons?
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right.
2: So, so I totally get it. But, but the but as you moved on in the draft, right? Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, right? Yep. He's uh, Cooper Cup. Okay. We started to get those guys that started to develop for Tech Trent Taylor out of Louisiana Tech had a very nice year for San Francisco as a six-round slot guy. So you will find these receivers. Again, it's not the most highly regarded deal, but you'll find them. But if Dallas, and look, it's still Dallas, they can't just go get anyone. They need to make a splash. Oh, yeah, so just of course. They are in they their are building, Cowboys too. In their, in their own place. What better team to sit there and say, hey, Dallas, you really want this Ridley guy, right? You better ensure getting him. Maybe you can move with them, get back to 19, and then I think Geis is in play at 19, if that's, if that's indeed the runner that they like. I think, the running, I think the running back renaissance is real, but I also think the run on runners, how about that for pun intended? I like it. Yeah. I think the run on runners does begin in the second round. Barkley, we know, is the lock. There may be one, possibly two others to go in the first round. Geis is in that consideration.
1: Sony, maybe we
2: start the Sony Michelle. I think once we start the second round, that's when we'll start going, you know, ticking off runners left and right. Chubb Jones, all those guys. Yeah. I think we start going, don't forget, You know, you mentioned Rommel Jones, carry on Johnson from Auburn, I think becomes a a lot, almost a lock second rounder, you know, a Rashad Penny from San Diego state will be interesting because remember we are very much copycat and predictive behavior type people. Yep. Remember Donnell Pumphrey came out and was taken, despite his size, and last year was a wash for him.
1: Donnell people is will, pe- a small pe- people guy. People will say
2: that he's a small guy. Listen, Penny's bigger, but it's not like he's always you know next to him. It's not. not like Lou Ferrigno. You know, can look really hard. Okay, right. So he's a bigger guy, so people will say, "Hmm, I don't know," and maybe that might hurt him a little bit. But he's a heck of a player. But you know, it's going to be a bunch of those combo guys, you sure. Know, Naheem Hines, who you can use in the slot as well as run the football, a sleeper for you. And it's going to be into the, into the draft. And I know I'm a Tennessee guy, but I think this John Kelly kid from Tennessee is a really good runner. Well, and you know, he had a, he had a little trouble off field last year, missed a game because of all that. But this kid runs hard. Plays hard. He's not Alvin Kamara, as we found out. Very few people are right. But this kid, this kid is more of a pure running back than than Kamara is. He's just not very. He's just not you know a bulky guy.
3: Well, it's funny you bring up Kamara because when you talk about copycat league, I think because of Alvin Kamara's success in New Orleans, we're gonna see Sony go first round. And I think yeah. it's almost a direct comparison. But you know, you look at John Kelly. I love here. So um, we work with Trevor Maddich here, and Trevor Maddich yeah. came on and talked about Royce Freeman from Oregon. Okay. And and you yeah, look he, at his build, man. Right, five man. ten or five ten two ten. You look at John Kelly, yep. five nine two oh five bowling that, ball. That's the right build for NFL running backs that can that can keep it between the tackles and play first, second, third down. I think. And Freeman has been a guy
2: who's done it since his freshman year. Yeah, you know he is. He's a guy that you've got plenty of tape on, plenty of reps. Some teams get a little bit worried about guys with a lot of tread on the tire. You know, I mean, taking some tread off the tire. Sure, yeah. But don't forget, he also ran out of that spread, so he wasn't just running into stack line of scrimmages all the time. You know, he was running into some space, and if there was space, someone got hurt on the second level when he dropped a shoulder.
1: Yeah, big guys like that hurt. Um, it
2: it, it hurts. It, hurt, it hurts. I used to play safety. Trust. Me.
1: <laughs> well, JP used to play guard at uh, Maplewood. I played guard at Pop so Warner, so he's got that. I'm an expert.
2: Listen, we all know we're all in the same boat. Guys. <laughs> we uh... we all love the, We all love the game. We all follow it. That's the beauty of this. Indeed. So Indeed. we. So
1: we all heard uh, uh, Bruce Allen talk about wanting to trade back, and you brought up that uh, that potential Cowboys situation, which would certainly get some uh, fans fired up on both sides. But the skins and the cowboys make a trade. That would be wild. But (laughs) how how realistic do you think it is that that the skins are going to be able to move back and that spot is going to be is going to be desirable? You know, come draft day. Obviously, you know, we who knows what the hell is going to happen. But how? Mm -hmm. You know, middle of the draft, you know that spot. How do you think? uh, How do you think they? They're uh, in a tough
2: spot. They're in a tough spot because of the number. You know. We, we've got all this stuff going now. with. New, let's, okay, since we're having so much fun, right? New England has two picks in the first round, which, of course, makes all of us sit down and go, really? Because that's not normal for them, number right. one. Yep. Somehow they've got two picks in the first round. And we're still thinking, now how do they package those two picks and still move back? Because that's what <laughs> they do. That is what
0: they but do. In this,
2: but in this case, are they going to package those two picks and try and move up? I mean, if you let Jimmy Garoppolo go, which still – You're sitting there saying, why did you let him go again? So there was something in their organization, they let him go. But there's no way you can continue with Tom Brady. And I love Brian Hoyer, absolutely tremendous kid. But there's no way you sit pat on that one. Okay, you've got to start building for the future. I don't care how long we think Tom's going to play. You're foolish if you just go, well, we'll wait until it actually happens. No one does that. So do they try and make that type of a move and get somewhere in the range of 9 or 10 and get one of these quarterbacks? Who are you getting at 9 or 10? Yeah. Rosen maybe? Listen, Lamar if, Jackson? Rosen, if Rosen would slide, yes. I don't think that he will as much as people have talked about it. If Josh Allen doesn't go 1 to Cleveland, I think he's the one that's in play. Wow, because he didn't really tumble? Yeah, well, I don't really mean tumble. I just think that he's the one that might be out because if we play the game a little bit, which we're all doing, Cleveland won, picks a quarterback, all right? So let's say it's not Josh Allen. Let's say it's Darnold, all right, which is a legit idea. To the Giants, I don't think the Giants want to take a quarterback. It's just my own personal opinion. Having read the tea leaves and watched it, I don't think they want to do that. Now, I do think that if Darnold was still sitting there at two, that might change their thinking. I think that's the guy but for them. But let's say that they 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 go get a a Saquon Barkley or someone, right, which would make perfect sense. Three, the Jets are taking a quarterback. Is it Mayfield? Is it Rosen? That's kind of what it feels like right now, but it's a quarterback. Four, Cleveland, well, they've taken one. I keep hearing all this chatter that they could take two. I said that January, but I said it as a joke. I still don't believe it. They're talking about, yeah, well, let's take two quarterbacks. (laughs) I don't think that that's a realistic thing for them. They've got to keep improving their roster, figure the one you want, and take him at one and move on from there. Again, again, that's just me. Denver at five, we keep talking about quarterback. I'm not altogether convinced they'll go there either with the signing of Keenum. Six, I think we're at Indianapolis now. Seven, you're at Tampa Bay. Eight, you're at Chicago. None of those have quarterbacks screaming at them, right? Right. So now you're, in that, now you're at 10. Okay, so now you're starting to hit that range. And that's where that possibility kicks in. And I'm not saying that that range is Lamar Jackson. I'm saying that range would be if a Josh Allen sitting there or a Josh Rosen tumbles, as you mentioned, something like that. That's where it becomes. And if New England likes someone like that, that's where the possibility kicks in. With you guys sitting at 13, that's a tough one because if I'm Dallas and I want to come up and get my guy, I don't really need to come up as high as 13 anyway. In a lot of, you know, if you really think about it. Well, and, and 15, with fifteen is where I would start to get worried because Arizona sits at fifteen, and right. I know they need a QB, but they need they need a little bit of everything, and that would get me ahead of Baltimore at sixteen, which has a screaming need for a receiver. Right.
3: Well, and, and the trouble with the skins is that the Bills moved up right in front of them. So yeah. if, if a QB does start to make it into the teens. You got to figure the bills are just taking that guy and their chance and that, at trying to trade out, and somebody needs the quarterback there. Doesn't
2: doesn't happen? I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo was open for business at twelve. I know the quarterback thing makes perfect sense. All right, but they've got that. They remember they signed AJ McCarron, and there's something about AJ McCarron. I like it. Who, who, whoever Why? gets selected, let's say they get, so let's say they select a quarterback. If it's a fair fight, I'm predicting the rookie that they select will have a tough time beating out McCarron and getting on the field. That's that's my prediction. I think that he's gonna make it very difficult to put someone ahead of him. He's waited too long and he played well for Cincinnati in the time that he had to. And I thought he developed at his time at Alabama better than he ever got credit for. I always tell people, go back and plug in his senior year films. He wasn't just strictly that dreaded game manager. The Texas A&M game, he got in a shootout with Johnny Football and beat him. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I, I think
2: McCarron hasn't gotten a chance, and he probably should have. But I think that if I'm Buffalo, I'll listen to someone at 12 and see if they give me something because they have to keep rebuilding and, and, and and keep adding to what they're doing. Guys, they were like 27th in the league in sacks last year. And, oh, by the way, this is not a great year for pass rushers. Right. So, you know what I mean? So yeah. this is this that type of thing where they could go in multiple directions. So that's the fun of this, the beauty of this. It'll all be revealed starting next Thursday. I can't and, wait. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see, how it all, see how it all breaks down and goes. But I think sitting there at 13, you've got your pick of, of a number of defensive linemen that you may want at 13 and offensive linemen as well.
3: So you've been incredibly generous with your time, and I appreciate it sincerely. Everybody should go follow Charles on Twitter at CFD22. He's going to be all over the place next week for NFL Network during draft coverage. NFL Network's got you covered. Start to finish. Tune in. This is my last one, and this is a pet project of mine because I don't think this guy should last, but I think he could. Would Billy Price be available for the Skins at 44?
2: There's a possibility because of what happened at the combine with the pack. Right, remember, remember, yeah. Lewis Peck on that. Yep. Um, he's a really good player. Okay, kid played guard, played center. And what's interesting to me is we always have these places like you know this place is wide receiver you, and this place is linebacker you, and this place DB you. You know, we always do those types of things. How about these off, Ohio State with offensive linemen in recent years? Yeah, especially especially centers. Yeah, because these guys they tutor them and they train them. And those guys have great leadership skills as well. And, you know, they handle the film room for, for, for the rest of their teammates when the coaches aren't there. They, they coach them up well. And Price is a very good technician. 44 possibility. Possibility. That, I mean, that's just probably, huge if you can get before, it. Before the, before the injury, he was probably going late first, at least early second. Right, it's a po- it's a possibility, but it's, it's this doesn't not sound looking. like I a
3: would, confident man. That yeah, he's gonna be yeah. There at 44. I, w- I
2: would hold I would hold my breath that at forty four he's still sitting there.
3: Understood, Charles. Thank you so much. You've been terrific, and uh, can't wait to watch all the coverage uh, over the draft. And maybe we can catch up, you know, a month from now or so once the draft is done, and we can see how they did.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it'll be fun to see how it all. All shakes out, and then we'll be headed into the season because then we're now talking about live football again, which is my favorite. Oh, I, I can't, can't wait. wait! I Can't wait, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And, and how it all projects? Because right now it's, it's all like playing a monopoly game, right? Well, yep. now <laughs> let, look, let's get to where the monopoly pieces are in place, and we know who we're playing with.
3: Absolutely, at CFD twenty two, Charles Davis. Thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it.
2: Thanks a lot, guys. Great chat with you again. Take care of yourself.
0: See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chevy Buick GMC, let's ride together. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Toyota. Let's ride
2: together.